nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up, there's nothing you know the boy says. There's nothing. I don't know why you want to play with it. There's nothing you could do. We are back. It's the Savage Hour. I'm Chad George. La Hafa TJ. Hi. With me. You got it right. <laughs> did I get it right this time? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. We found out that I've been doing it wrong. Um, she wrote it down for you. Did she write it down? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, on the notepad. All right, I'm looking at other notes. Yeah. All right, so today's guest I'm really excited to bring on. It's somebody that I have had a very unique encounter with. Uh, we have a very amazing history that's, uh, I think, sparked a lot of things in both of our lives. He's a, uh, a gym owner of martial arts, a uh, professional of 10 MMA fights, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, a veteran of Bellator, He's big into uh, vegan um, and, and the nutrition that goes behind it. Huge into self-development and understanding the mind. And uh, Mark Vorges, what's up, my man? Hey, what's going on, Chad? Thanks for having me, man. Man, I'm so stoked to get you on the show. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Me too, dude. Um, I see all the stuff that, that you post all the time. We talked about it that uh, I, I get kind of chills when I see you, you write things on your on your social media because it's very similar to the stuff that I talk about all the time, not just on the show, but like with, with my students. So it's really amazing to see somebody that, that's involved in the same game um, seem very passionate about that stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I read your stuff too and I feel the exact same way. I, I'm reading it and I'm like, man, dude, I, I'm like, I swear, if we lived close together, we'd be like homies, you know what I mean? I was like, I always thought that because I'm like, dude, this guy's like, dude, he's like writing the same stuff like I'm writing, you know what I mean? So it's kind of cool that um, you're on that type of uh, thought process, I guess, going throughout your whole ordeal through martial arts and everything else like that. So, um, you know, my story with it is I've, I've gone through so many different transitions in my life. And I think martial arts has been a major catalyst for me to start discovering who I am and, and understanding the way that the mind can be and what it's capable of. Yes. So it's really cool um, to get into the stuff that we're going to get into today with you because uh, you and I have a very uh, unique history. <laughs> yeah, we do. And um, I think most people might not necessarily know our history by just saying your name, right. but when we get into it, they're going to go, I, okay, I get it. Yeah. And uh, so it's really cool. So uh, the first question I got for you is, how did you get into martial arts? Where did it start? Man, uh, I remember it was like 2003 or so, 2003 or, uh, or something like that. Um, I had some good friends who were moving out of Oceanside to Orange County, and uh, they asked me and my best friend David to move up there. And I remember I was getting into trouble in Oceanside, you know, just uh, you know, just being like a, a kid right out of high school, you know what I mean? I, I went to community college for a little while, um, didn't like that, um, just started working, doing flooring, making money, and just partying just doing like I guess like you know kind of like a dead-end stuff you know just drinking got involved with a little bit of drugs at the time um, but anyhow um, the way I ended up moving up too, I needed money because I didn't have any more money because I had a gambling problem at the time right so I went to Ocean's Eleven and that's like kind of like a, a, a casino right off the five and mission if uh, anyone from Oceanside who's listening from Southern California, they know that place. It's like a, uh, a place where people go and fucking gamble. There's like sharks and all that stuff there. But <clears throat> anyhow, I needed money, so I only had 100 bucks. So I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go on the big table outside with all the big boys because I need to make money. You know, So I went out there. I played. Called my friends to pick me up like two hours later. I made like 500 bucks and I was able to pay for rent for the first month moving up there. So that's how like that whole thing even came to play because if I didn't make money, there was no way I was going to be up there. So they picked me up. I moved up there and uh, 
I remember from that point on, I, I, I kind of like slowly started to change my life. And I um, started working at Albertsons for a little while, started being around other people who had, were goal oriented. I never really had goals when I was younger, you know, I just like listened to hip hop music, made music a little bit with friends and stuff like that, but I never knew how to achieve goals. Um, so little by little, started uh, slowly, stopped smoking cigarettes, stopped drinking and everything else. I remember that New Year's Eve, I woke up in the morning and I was like hungover and everything else. I'm like, I don't want this for my life. I want something different. Um, and um, I always wanted to try martial arts, but I just never, uh, never came around to it. I, was, uh, I used to always see like the previews and I used to be like, oh shit, dude, what, what would happen if you saw this guy in the street? This guy would totally rob you and punk you, right? This guy would beat you up. <laughs> that was my perception of everything. And I remember when we moved up there, um, during that year before like I completely changed, we would always watch like the Ultimate Fighter and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, this, this is crazy. This is kind of cool. I was like, dude, it's like having brothers. <clears throat> My dad um, recently passed away at 92 last year. He was 92. a World War, Korea, wow. Vietnam veteran, right? So growing up, I didn't really have someone to show me the ropes, like, sh like to, to learn how to fix cars or learn how to be a man, per se, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, dude, he was like in his 60s and 70s, like raising a teen. And my mom was always working all the time, so I was always surrounded by the women. So um, when I saw that, you know, when I was in Irvine on TV and everything else like that, I'm like, dude, that would be pretty cool to have some brothers because I only have an older sister. And I, I just, you know, I never really had that, like, father figure in my life, per se. I mean, I, I love my dad and everything, but it, it's different, right? I'm like, he's 70 years old, raising a teen in the 2000s. Very difficult. So I remember I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this out. That year I decided to quit. January 1st, I was like, I quit smoking, quit drinking. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do everything I can to make this work. I think I, I want to say, I want to say it was 2005, 2005. And I remember I was looking at places like where would I train? And I was trying to train at Gracie place because I saw Hoist Gracie. And I'm like, dude, this guy's so small. He's beating up all these big guys. It's like me. I'm just skinny. You know what I mean? I was like always the smallest in, in the group that we hung out with. And uh, I, I Googled it, and I lived off of Jeffrey and the five at the time. The four or five, I'm sorry. I Googled a place, and OCJJ came up. And I was just like, I don't even know what this is. I clicked the website. I'm like, I don't even know who these people are. I'm looking for Gracie. The last name, I'm looking for Gracie. I'm like, okay, there's, there's no Gracie here, right? So I called the guy. His name was Jim Liu. Uh, he was a, uh, the academy owner. And uh, he was explaining who was teaching the class. His name was Ronnie. And I remember uh, Ronnie Yaya, he's like, he's a monster and everything else. And I was looking at the guy's picture and I'm like, dude, this, he's like a kid, you know what I mean? This, this guy's like a kid. And it showed James Wilkes, it showed uh, Hadre de Freitas, Eduardo Hibibani. And uh, it was just those four at the time. And I remember, I was like, okay, like, you know, I can make it tomorrow, six o'clock. I fucking drove, right? I get off work, cause I'm like a meat kind of apprentice at the time. Get off work, I drove. I'm like driving around this place like four or five times. I'm like, you know, what am I really doing? I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, you know? But it was, uh, that was my first encounter of accountability and uh, being true to my word. I told this guy I was going to be there and I really wanted to, to do something different. And finally, like, it was nearer in six o'clock. I'm like, I could just come tomorrow. You know what I mean? I was like, no, 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 you got to go. So I finally talked myself. I parked right in front of the place only parking spot everything else is taken but one right in front of the door and i'm like dude this is stupid i parked i walked in i signed the thing i'm all like nervous i remember i took class we lined up started jogging i puked like in 10 15 minutes it was like <laughs> after just like hipscapes and i was like dude this is the craziest thing 
I went outside, I puked, and I went back in. Ronnie's like, oh, hey, man, just go ahead and just, just rest a little bit, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I still completed the class. I never felt so much like, man, this is cool. This is, this was really cool. I don't care if I puked. I'm like, this was amazing. I drove home. I parked. I'm walking towards the apartment. Puke in bushes. It was just because it was like a detox too, right, from all the drinking, all the smoking, all that other stuff for like all the years, you know. And um, I remember I was hooked. And that from that point on, I was like, you know what, I'm going to train every single day. And it went from training all the time to asking the guy, hey, can I, uh, do you need help clean mats, you know, maybe I can stay after, I can, I can, I can just do like, you know, some of the drills by myself. And the guy was cool, and the guy would let me do it. And I would just go in the morning, do front rolls, do back rolls. I just really fell in love with it. And from that point on, everything kind of unfolded. I met uh, James Wilkes would teach a class after Ronnie's class and after jujitsu. So I started taking gi and I started taking no gi. And I was like about like two to three months in. And James is just like, oh, he's just like, uh, when are you going to start taking uh, MMA? He's some British guy, right? James, uh, James Wilkes, if you guys don't know him, uh, he won the Ultimate Fighter UK versus USA, the Dan Henderson versus Michael Bisbee. And uh, I told him, I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I just like jujitsu. You know, I didn't want to. This guy looked intimidating as it was. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take this class. And I remember he asked me, and I said I would. And once again, I was just like, that time was coming around. Next week, his class was coming up. And I was sitting there just like, yeah, man, I don't know if I want to take this class. Maybe I can just tell him, like, I have to go home. I have, uh, I have to go to work early in the morning or something. But once again, that, that whole thing in my head started playing. And like, man, you told this guy you were going to go gotta do it man i was just like uh, otherwise who's gonna believe you anymore you know what i mean you've been doing this to yourself for all these years i was like take accountability so i told him i would it was a different type of workout i got super tired i puked in the bathroom because it was just different right it's different than jujitsu when you start striking everything it's so hard and then from that point on man if i didn't meet james james was like the like I guess you can say like the rebirth of, 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 of myself becoming into a martial artist. Because if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd ever fight MMA. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that was 2005 when you started. Fast forward, we're, we're 2018. Yeah. And now you're, you're a jiu-jitsu black belt. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy, man. And I don't feel, I feel like more of a white belt now than I ever did. Yeah, that's the craziest thing. It's just like, uh, I started training with uh, Professor Johnny Faria from Alliance uh, Jiu-Jitsu uh, Miramar. And uh, I met him about three and a half years ago, four years ago, because my friend was a black belt under him. And uh, he invited me down there to go train. And uh, it's kind of ironic when I went there to train, usually you don't train with the coach right right, right. right off the bat. Yeah, he picked me to train, and I was like, oh, crap, he's probably going to, like, you know, try to. I thought it was going to be, like, a really tough role. He ended up being really cool, invited me over, and he was just like, yeah, just don't worry about anything. If you want to make it down, just make it down cool we ended up fighting on the same card on bellator when it was tito ortiz versus seth bonner oh that's cool we were warming up it wow. was like holy grace because like you know um holy grace he was in the corner and like we were all warming up i was with uh you know coach russ you know russ moore yeah. and adam and uh brian whitaker it was just crazy and we looked at each other like oh sick you know what i mean and i think that bond was created then too because like we kind of shared something like uh uh it's hard to explain you know yeah. what i mean it's just yeah. like it's different it's like you train with someone, but when you guys are looking at each other right before a fight, man, it's it's like super different, and it's so hard to explain. I well, can't even. I, I already have the answer. Yeah, it's pure. Yes, that's what it is. There is no influence. It's a pure moment where there's nothing that's actually else that matters. Yeah. When you can look at somebody, like when you fight another guy, right? Yeah. There's that moment you guys exchange there. Yeah. That 
is an intimate moment that not even your friends can ever understand. It's almost like, like I hate to say it, but it's almost like having sex with your girl. Because it, it, what, what, what I mean by <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's no, an I intimate it. moment that yes. only that person understands. No one will get it. Right. No one will understand that. And it's so hard to explain because everyone just sees like the fight and everything else like that, but you're like, bro, it's like, you have to go through that to totally understand exactly what it's like. Exactly. To, to know exactly when I talk about like, man, I was so nervous. Your type of nervous you're thinking about is how you're nervous before a job interview or something else. This type of nervous, it just hits on another, another deep like level in your brain to where like, dude, you're going to like implode or you want to cry or you just want to leave and run and everything else. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, it's the most honest moment. You know, Josh, Josh Barnett and I believe BJ Penn, they said it the most. When you walk into that cage, it's the most honest moment you can be with yourself. There's no hiding. Uh, there's not like a screen or a dressing room you can go back hey time out you know let me go back in the let me do this walk out one more time and yeah it's cool and I, I think anybody who trains I don't really pressure anyone into competing or anything else but if they're training for a while I, I would say at least do one man because like that one is gonna determine the whole per, it's gonna change your whole outlook on how you train on 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 your level of perception when you're in class your attention to detail now what's going to work when someone is training to beat you mm -hmm. and what's not going to work and if anything man it's going to be like the most self-improvement that you're going to go through that no one can understand you know it's funny people talk about like they, they see us they see us fighting they see us yeah. win they see us lose right but they have no idea of the the mind games that are playing with us leading up to oh and even God. right before the fight starts yeah you know they, they see the you know people are quick to put blame on people oh that guy sucks because he lost the fight right it's yes. always the funniest thing like oh that guy's done yeah and it's like are you kidding me did you yeah. not see this entire another because they didn't see it yeah and so they have no idea that the biggest names that they ever seen are in the locker room freaking out, out exactly before the fight even starts but they don't see this mike tyson freaks out yeah you know? everyone does and, man. and it's just amazing because everybody's quick to jump to conclusions and you're right when you say that you think everybody should do this at least once because that way you understand like we yes. all share a bond whether whether you were a champion fighter yes or you've just been in there and you got beat up yeah we understand a bond that only this select group of people can, can understand, understand, right? Yeah, I agree. Because if you haven't fought, I don't care what you think it's like, all the street fights that you've been in. It doesn't, <laughs> right? It doesn't it's matter. Different. People are like, oh, I've had 500 street fights. Okay, but have you ever had to have the anticipation build up yeah. to where you're walking in a locker room yes. or in an atmosphere where people are walking in and out of that room, yeah. beat up, yeah. bloody, bloody yeah. crying, and then they're telling you it's almost your time. Yeah. You know, like you could have the best moments in your life during camp and then you're going, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, so, so it's amazing that like, it doesn't matter. Like we're having this conversation. I can have this conversation with anybody. anybody. Exactly. That's the best part about it. It's like everyone could relate on that type of level. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you only had four fights or five fights or 10 fights. It's just so relevant. Like the feelings, the emotions, uh, if he's sad and what he's explaining, you're like, oh. Dude, you know what actually helped me get through that? It's like you're thinking all this shit in your head. Yeah. You're like, bro, I, I, I know what you mean. I and know it, what you mean. And here, here's what's trip. You know, people see that and then they see us over. When we talk about overcoming that, that fear, and then you get out there, you have all this confidence, right? Now we, we're talking about exchanging um, information to help us get there, right? Sure. But there's also an exchange that happens between two fighters. 
you know, we basically are showing each other our raw self. Yes. Like, we go in there, I'm like, hey, I might as well be standing there naked in, in front of you <laughs> right. with you naked in front of me in yeah. front of all these people yeah. because we're so exposed yes. with, with our own insecurities. That's kind of like, it's, it's a very odd analogy, Yeah. but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I do. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and fight you. I'm going to let all my own insecurities out while you do it to me. And, yeah. and the tougher the fight is, yeah. we might have to dig to depths that yes. we didn't even know existed yes. because of you pushing me there. Yeah. Regardless or not, you needed your opponent. That's it. You needed him the whole entire time, the whole entire camp. It's like you're thinking about this guy. You know, for me, I always like kind of like I put the guy's name like, you know, on the mirror. And sometimes I, I kind of put his uh, uh, print out like kind of like a picture and just like just acknowledge like, man, this guy is dude. He's training hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's good and he's training hard. I, 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 I can't slack. You know, each time I slack, I'm like I'm losing. You know, and I'm I'm losing this race, and it's it's just a different type of mindset to get into before a fight. Um, a lot of things change, like you know, uh, the more fights you have and stuff like that, you kind of narrow down to what works and 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 everything else. But regardless of that, you need your opponent. You need him to fight you to bring out the best in you. And win or lose, it's like, dude, you're gonna learn so much more outside of that. And it's like. Fuck, it's just mind blowing, dude, because all of that stuff applies to work. You know, it applies to the person like going to work every day, but he's scared to apply for stuff or go for a promotion or anything else. It's the exact same feeling, but just a different type of stage. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, for me, I, I people are like, oh, you're going to fight again? Uh, blah, blah. And if I do, so what? So fucking what? <laughs> like, I'm doing it for me. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm yeah. not doing it for you. Um, and I don't care what people think anymore. And, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick, but. You know, if it's not like my family members, if it not not my family, like yeah, teammates or coaches or anything else, like it doesn't really fucking matter to me. You well, know what I mean? Let's be honest. Even if it's your family, you're still doing it for you. Exactly. You and know? usually, my family at this point now, they kind of like, they support. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. They tell me how they feel, but oh, you know, just don't get hurt. Blah blah blah. I'm like, oh my god. Like, it, it, they just don't see like um, the dynamic of. Of how much influence like a fight can change, or, yeah. or, or or just how much work you put in, man. It's just like, man, I, I earned this right. I yeah. trained for 13 years. I went through the ups and downs. I did. Yeah. No one else did. Like I've earned this right to fight. Rather you think I'm not ready or not, like, man, fuck you. You know right. what I mean? No, Almost for sure. for sure. Absolutely. Now, like you're talking about, I've earned this right. I put in the work. I put in the hours. You talk about the ups and downs. Yeah. Let's talk about our relationship, <laughs> right? Yeah, because sure. we both have two different spectrums. Sure. Of what came from our relationship. Yes. Right? So we were actually connected before what we're going to get into. Like, you knew my sister. Yes. Right? And this is um, before 2015 where, where you and I uh, linked up and yeah. our, our parallels yeah. came together. Yeah. Um, but you knew, you, might, it's like, like you knew my sister a little bit. Yeah. I knew your sister. She trained at Innovative Results. Um, you know, me, Ian McCall, um, James Wilkes, um, Andrew, just a bunch of my friends. We just started training with Corey Beasley. And uh, I remember she was just like, oh, yeah, I should train with my brother one time, you know, and we were all there, you know, and I was just like, man, that's kind of far. It's like I'm in L.A., you know what I mean? We're in Orange County. But um, that's where I knew you, too. And you also fought on the same card, too, as uh, my buddy uh, Cisco Rivera did at, at Call of Arms. Mm. And it was like you guys were both bloody in that fight, too. It was at Ontario. I believe it was uh, Cisco's fourth fight because okay. uh, I was like me and Cisco came from CSW, you know, that whole that yeah. whole thing. 
And I was just like looking at a fight, and I'm like, damn, dude, these fools are just bloody. I'm like, this is crazy. Because I, I, I've seen fights, but I've never seen like people like so bloody like that, like in like live. You know what I mean? So I was just like, dude, I was like, that was a scrap. You know what I mean? So I mean, and that's kind of like when I first saw you, and then I just never knew that eventually we were gonna fight. But it's crazy when your name is just put in a bunch of names of just four people. And there's only four people to choose from. It's not like I'm choosing like the easiest fight because they name everybody else. And you're like, I even said it to him, I'm like, to be honest, I'm like, I, I, I don't care because like they're all tough. You know what I mean? I was just like, I can't say one or the other. And then I remember uh, Ian Matthews was just like, well, you're fine, Chad George. And I remember, too, like I, I don't like being forced to do something, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, usually, like all the other fights, like I've always wanted, like there was so much initiative. Like before the Rolando, Rolando Perez, I'm like, yes, I'll take the fight. I didn't care what anyone said. I had the mentality as I did the last fight, how I've had for yeah. the past three years. But before the fight, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I want to fight. But I'm like, fuck, man. I was just like, I have all this shit going on with the work and everything else. But I'm like, no, I want to fight. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, camp went great for that fight. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how camp, I'm sure it went great for you, too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it, it was, was good. good. Um, so, um, in 2015, you and I fought. Yes. In Bellator. Yes. Um, and it turned out to be a... a um, a fight that a lot of people would get to see. Yes. Um, you shot in on me. I mean, we, we uh, a lot of people have seen this, and or no, I shot in on you. Yeah. I took you down. Yes. And um, you went for a guillotine on me. Yeah. And I caught you in a von flu choke. Yes. And it wasn't even the choke. Yeah, the choke was. It was. It was. A, you know, it was a decent submission, but it was yeah. more the accounts that happened after the submission. Yes. And then it was me arguing with the referee. Ref. Yeah. And then you. Looking up at the ref, kind of wanting to explain, I'm like, um, I'm out. I, I kind of wanted to say that, like, because I thought more was going to happen. Because, like, I was I was awake, I was alert, and I was like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I'm going to get hit. You know what I mean? I was just like, <laughs> and I was trying to say, hey, I'm out. I'm out. Really? I, I, I thought I was saying that. You know? And I thought, because, like, before before I do, like, that big bridge um, towards the very end, yes. I hear, uh, like, I thought it was a 10-second mark. So I was just like, oh, you know what? Let me just go ahead and give all my all to get out. There's only 10 seconds left. But, dude, it was like three minutes into the fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I'm watching it. I'm telling people, like, what I'm thinking. And finally, I watch it. I'm like, this is so not even close. But when I hear it, there's, like, I think someone was, like, hitting, like, key fighting or, you know what I mean? Something. But it sounded like the block where they, you know, right. the 10-second mark. And, um, yeah, I remember everything vividly. I remember going in there, and I was, like, kind of tense. I'm like, dude, we just have to punch so I can start to get relaxed. I'm like, that's all that, you know what I mean? And I remember, uh, yeah, he threw left overhand yep. uh, to a double. Mm -hmm. And I remember I slipped. I tried to throw an uppercut. And I never go for guillotines. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not unless, like, we're in that position. Like, especially from the stand. Usually, like, uh, out of the 10 fights and 17 amateur fights, I believe I've only been – that was the longest I've ever been on my back was with you and Cooper. Out of all the other fights, I, I, I've, I've been on top. So – when I pulled the guillotine, everyone, everyone, I've caught people in that guillotine because we were going over that in training. It was, it was like a tongue choke. It was like a yeah. different type of guillotine. But in my head, I, was, I even told myself, I'm like, don't fall for any guillotines. You know, just stay on your feet. That was the game plan. Just stay on your feet, move around. If you happen to get a takedown, fantastic. Right? But the whole thing was just to kind of anticipate that. That's why when I was like going for the guillotine, I didn't even, I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, I think I really got this. You know what I mean? I was like, because I was singing, I'm, and you can see my, like, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I'm totally, like, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, but what if I just go really hard right now and I don't get it? And then he pops back up, and I'm going to be kind of tired. And then finally, like, when I, 
you pulled out one time and I kind of hurt. I was like, I think I, I, I might have this, you know, finally pops out. And I think you did such a good job because I think you really set it up because you set it up from probably watching the Cooper Gibson fight, how my left arm goes across. It was exactly. And right. no, for sure. And I remember like in training, Russ even mentioned that he just like, just be careful there because there's going to be arm triangle and everything else. But I usually put that left arm there because I don't want to get punched. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, dude, the last thing I want is someone trying to punch. At least I can be over here, clamp my left elbow down. But as soon as the left arm, your right arm went around, or it was this arm. It was my right arm. Yeah. Right. As soon as uh, your left arm went around, I was just like, shit, I can't fucking get it out. It's like the left hand, like, like you know what I mean? And I was like, I was like, oh, shit, dude, I better fucking just start defending. I was just like, you know, and I'd been there before, like in training. The funny thing was I put two people to sleep in camp with the bomb flu choke. Really? Wow. Mind blowing. <laughs> Super crazy. Yeah, for sure. That's why it was just kind of like so ironic that that happened. And I remember I was fighting forever, and, you know, I was looking at Griff, I'm like, he doesn't got anything. I was like, but the whole time it was, like, just getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, like, one of those things where, like, I might get out of this if he just lets go for it and get my guard back. If I can get my guard back, I'll be great. And that's why I was keeping half guard, you right. know. But it was, like, perfectly set up when I watched it. I'm like, ah, I got baited. You know, I just got outmatched. And um, that realization was, like, the most important thing for me to realize. You know, and I, I think that really helped me to transcend, to fix up your mistakes, you know, get back to training, and, and that's that. So, I mean, this, this is the first time you and I have ever talked about uh, No, it's, it's mind-blowing, so this, yeah. This, to me, I'm like, I'm like trying, to, trying to digest all this, because what's funny is, like, I was actually working on that backstage. I was working on that backstage yeah. because of the Cooper Gibson fight. And so it was part of our thing. I was like, he, if we go on the ground, he's going to go for the guillotine. Yeah. And it's funny that you're you were saying you weren't going to go for that. Yeah. So um, we, I was I was working on that backstage, and it's because the bomb flu is not something people really go for. Right. And I was watching guys watching me do it, and they were kind of like, "What is this guy doing? Like, he's really." It's a gnarly to... choke, bro. It, it is. Once, <laughs> once you get it down. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny that nobody actually thought it was going to happen, and it played out the way it did, which was you know obviously it worked out for me, um, but. The, the relationship you and I built after that was more or less along the lines because of my refusal refusal to yeah. wanting to hit you after the, the you know yeah, like, like no, you, were, sure. you were out because for me martial arts isn't about hurting each other exactly you know like I if, if I can go into a fight and both of us walk away completely unharmed yeah. and the way we came in I feel like it was a good day no no for real for real and people ask me for a long time like well, why didn't you hit him like well, I didn't have to. Right. The fight was over. Right. And a lot of people didn't understand that. And here's something interesting. I don't think um, even you knew because we haven't really talked about this. But yeah. So we campaigned to get signed to the UFC after that. Yeah. You know, I was on Win Street. Yes. And they actually told me that they would have been more inclined if I would have went, went in for, for a kill. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And to me, that just blew my mind because I would have thought that people would want an advocate yeah. for growing the sport and being showing compassion right. and showing that we're not Neanderthals. Right. And that, to me, was like a reason why I, almost, I didn't want to fight anymore. Yeah. I didn't want to fight anymore. And then the fight, obviously, it went viral. Yeah. You know, the, um, the finish went viral. Sure. Um, how did that affect you seeing that? Because I'm, I'm sure you still see it today. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I just knew it right when we were walking back and AJ, because AJ is like, you know, like a pretty close friend. He's always in my corner, even though we may not train. I just know he's a, a friend that would just jump over the fence if someone was trying to kill me. 
you know, and I like to have that guy in the corner because it makes right. me feel safe. So when we were rocking back, he has his arm around me, and I was just like, nah, I'm like, you just don't fucking get it. I don't think I'm mentally prepared to go through this for the whole year. You know what I mean? Because I already knew. I already, already knew, I already right knew that this was going to be like a highlight reel and probably shown daily. And I'm like, I'm friends with this fool on Facebook. Who am I going to be if I delete this guy on Facebook? <laughs> so I was like ready mentally trying to endure how this whole entire year was going to be. And it was like, a, it was a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, it was an eye-opening experience for me too. Because like, you know, like you always see these fights and you never think it's going to be you. You know what I mean? You see the KOs, you see the submissions, and you just never think this is going to be me. You know what I mean? And then when it does happen to you, you're like, oh shit. You know, I was, I was the guy. And um, yeah, it, it was pretty tough. You know, a lot of my friends are like, dude, this is all over Reddit. April's brother's like, dude, you're on TMZ. You know, and I'm sitting there, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. Thank you for reminding me again when I fucking forgot about it for a week. You know what I mean? But um, it was the most humbling experience for me. And I, I'm glad it happened because I, I wouldn't have uh, a, a deeper understanding on how to respect people a little bit more, on, on how to respect myself more, and how to truly love something and do it because I wanted to do it, not because I was trying to uh, prove anything to anybody. But um, I, yeah, I remember when I went out, like I was explaining to you, I thought like, you know, the, the thing hit, but I was looking up and I was looking at the ref, kind of explaining like, oh shit, like, you know, I thought, I seriously thought something was gonna happen, right? And I'm looking at the ref, I'm like, I'm out. I was like trying to get those words out, you know what I mean? So finally it happened the way it did. And it's crazy. I always feel like the universe and everything else, when you train and everything else, the fight's gonna happen the way it's gonna happen. You put in all the work, like what more could you do? It's like, you're going there to win. And whatever's gonna happen after that is gonna happen. So uh, I just took it with a grain of salt, you know? I'm just like, you know, those are the breaks. I was able to do something I love doing. I was trying to rip every single positive thing out of it, but I was also looking at all the negative stuff that was probably gonna happen. And I'm like, you gotta eat crow for the whole year, dude. You know what I mean? There ain't nothing else to do. You know what I mean? And I was just like, you just gotta take it, man. And I was just like, just keep moving forward put your head down, get back to work. I think, I think for me, I had um, a big uh, soft spot, not just because of you know, the situation, but yeah. I had been in that, in that limelight as well yeah. when I fought um, Scott Jorgensen in the WEC. Yeah. And so I think every time it would get shared on my, uh, my, my social media, it was like, cool, but at the same time, I was like, oh man, I know exactly who Mark is, because, because we're friends on Facebook, yeah. we're friends on social media, so it, you see it too. Yeah. And I mean, when you see this thing everywhere, I'm like, oh man, that's, that's, uh, I know what he's going through. And I'm like, okay, I see the post that you're doing. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. He's super into like yeah. positive messages. Yeah. And I really want to talk to this guy about, um, how he overcomes this stuff because it's not easy. Oh, like fuck, everybody, dude. everybody looks to other people and they, they take the criticisms that other people get, but yeah. they have no idea what it takes to get in there. Oh, and God. the fact that you got in there and you fought on one of the biggest stages in the world, yeah. like that's a, that's a huge victory. For Just sure. stepping in there is a huge victory. Going through yeah. camp is a huge victory. For sure. And the results, like you said, are going to happen regardless. Like you right. have no control over. I, I have no control over right. whether you're going to hit me hard, yeah. whether you're made of iron and I hit you and you, you don't fall. Right. I have no control of any of that. All I can have control of is how I prepare myself, yes. how I handle the situation, and how I champion that moment. Yeah. Whether I have my hand raised or not, the moment's right. going to pass. Right. Right? And so beyond that moment, what's next? Like, okay, cool. I tell guys that, you know, you win a title. Cool. You won a title. What's next? What's next? Right? Okay, you, you were the champion right then. 
What's next? Yeah. Like, the moment's passed. Yes. You know, we talk about the analogy of, like, um, graduating high school, right? Yeah. You can't celebrate that 20 years later. No, you can't. You know, you can't tell your friends that I'm going to go to, uh, let's go celebrate. And they're like, what for? Yeah. Like, oh, I graduated high school. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. But we forget that we have to champion each moment that happens. Exactly. You have to take each moment, whether it's a positive, a negative, it's the shittiest thing that happened on the planet, yeah. and turn it into something positive. I mean, you've been in the game long enough. I'm sure you've seen plenty of people break and quit. Oh, yeah, so and, many. And, uh, I mean, what made you keep going? <clears throat> Dude, that year was, like, pretty tough, you know, because, as you know, you go through the post-depression state after the fight, and it happens to every single fighter. And uh, I think uh, when <coughs> I had my first loss to Richard Schiller, uh, you know, my grandma uh, died recently. Everyone just told me not to take the fight, but I was like, no, I know that I need this. You know what I mean? And I really had a really bad, like, I took that loss so bad, you know, and I told myself, I'm like, dude, I, I can't go back to that mind state. I don't want to feel that way. You know what I mean? Eventually, uh, you know, uh, in business that year or two, we had to close down, like, you know, my vegan meal prep company at the time. Um, it was just hard to scale out the food business. And then I had to get a nine to five job, you know, because, but. I wanted to get something where I was going to learn from other people too, not just some random job. So I got a job at a bank, started meeting people, and it was just easy for me to connect to people because like of their hustle on their businesses. And it was a crazy experience for me because like their drive and everything that they had towards their business and everything else, it was like an easy connection to talk to because then they can appreciate it. They're like, oh, you fight? And you know that probably more than anything. It just embarks and opens up a whole new conversation and they find it interesting. For some reason, everyone finds it interesting when someone else fights. So I remember from that, um, meeting the people that I met, um, I started training again. You know, I was training down uh, at uh, uh, Lions uh, with Johnny Faria. And uh, I remember I was just telling myself, man, I'm just so happy I can train. You know what I mean? And I wanted to focus on jujitsu. I didn't want to like train for a fight. I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted to get back to being happy again training to be happy you know what i mean because before it became a job and it became sucky like bro i gotta fucking do 10 rounds of hard spine this week you know it's just like you're looking at yourself like this sucks you Why know what i mean this? yeah because it really hurts you know and it got to a point sometimes i got flash knockout like uh, uh like i remember like in 2012 and 2013 some pretty bad flash knockouts who were like i didn't know where i was gonna go after training i knew how to go somewhere but i didn't know what it was so I would sit there with one of the training partners, and they were like, uh, yeah, no, I can hang out with you, blah, blah, blah. Like an hour. I'm like, oh, I need to go teach. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I'm late. I, I have to miss it, you know what I mean? So it was really gnarly, like, when you think about all that, and it's just hard to get motivated to continue to train like that. So I took, like, three years off almost, you know what I mean? And, uh, dude, I fell in love with jiu-jitsu again. The environment I was at, is like everyone was there. It was, like, not social hour. It's different when you go into a jiu-jitsu academy rather than an MMA academy, right? It's like there's no talking. You bow on the mats. You're there to work. After the hour's over, you leave. It's not like MMA where it's just like you hang out for a little while. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just so – I mean, I don't know if every gym's like that, but, uh, you know, the gym I was at uh, was like that. So, um, yeah, so I just continued to train. I just told myself, I'm like, you know what, you're going to get better. Um, the biggest asset that you have is you're going to hold on longer than anybody else. And I was just like – at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not going to quit. And it was just simple like that. You know, when I made that decision, I was like, I'm going to be a black belt one day. Um, hopefully I live to be, you know, like a, a coral belt or red belt one day. But I, I think it's going to happen because I'm just not going to quit. You know what I mean? It's real simple. 
I'm going to do jujitsu for the rest of my life. And then when all these fights started coming up again, it was kind of cool. You know what I mean? It was like, maybe. I never wanted to completely retire, but I was just like, you know, if the time is right, I'm going to take a fight. Yeah. And sure enough, the time was right, and I took a fight. You know what's funny is um, both you and I, during that time span after we fought, yeah, separated ourselves from MMA, and jiu-jitsu is what led the course for where we were going. Like, I, like I, we were both brown belts when we fought. Yes. And now we're both black belts. I know. That's and, true. you know, it's for me, I've become obsessed with jiu-jitsu yes. and what it is capable of helping people become. Yeah. And because I, I, I talk about jujitsu and I understand now I'm starting to understand jujitsu as a, the language of jujitsu. I see it as a as a way for me to understand the process more. I, sure. I I'm just obsessed with learning. Yeah. And so like I got back I, I, I retired from the sport of MMA yes. after we fought because there were many factors that led up to it. Right. Relationships, uh um the, the not wanting to do the job anymore. Yeah. The fact that, you know, um, I couldn't get the right fights because they wanted me to do things I wasn't comfortable with, like hitting you when, yeah. you, were, when you were down. Right. And I was just like, I'm over this. Yeah. You know, I'm completely over it. So I stepped away, followed my, my passion for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, and, and it appears you did as well. Yeah. And I got, I ended up getting back into the cage um, this year. Yeah, and I, uh, which was amazing because I never thought I was going to fight again. Right. I got back in there. I won by um, uh, TKO. He, he didn't answer the third bell, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And you ended up getting back in there shortly after I did, right? Like, right, yeah. What was that, like a couple weeks? Yeah, I think uh, I was, yeah, it was like two weeks or, or the following week, actually, right? You fought in the LA card, uh, Rory McDonald versus uh, uh, Lima, right? Yes. And yeah. then I ended up fighting where it was uh, Larkin versus, uh, I forget his last name. Uh, really cool guy, though. Yeah. Right? And, uh, yeah, and then I saw you at Worlds, you know what yeah, I mean? That was the funniest yeah. part. And I remember th throughout the whole three years, I was like, oh, that'd be great to fight Chad again, you know what I mean? And I always heard it. And I was, like, falling into this, like, drama trap, you know what I mean? That happens in the corporate world, too. It's like you fall into this, like, thing of, like, oh, yeah, I want yeah, yeah, I do want to fight Chad. But in my head, I'm like, I'm not big on rematches, man. Like, I lost, you know what I mean? That's how I felt like with uh, – uh, like Richard Schiller, everyone's like, "Oh, you want to like rematch?" I'm like, "Yeah, it'd be great, but you know, beat me fair and square. Like I lost. Like I, I'm back to John board. I have to fight somebody else. That's yeah. like how like my thought process was, right? It's just like you get one shot, and that's it. So when this fight came around, I was just like, uh, I was just like, who would I be fighting, Chad George? Because it got brought up. A you know what's funny? Now that I remember it, it was brought up to me. Oh, okay. They said, "Do you want to fight Mark again?" And I was like, "I'd rather not." <laughs> not. I just beat. Like I beat. Like for you, it's like, man, I beat him. I well, beat for him. me, it wasn't even like I beat him or not. It right. was like I'm coming back into the sport. I don't want to fight the same person that I ended my my walk with. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like it was it was it was cool. Yeah. I'm sure there'd probably be a lot of press on it. Right. But. If I'm gonna come back into this thing, like, give me something else. Give yes. me something to get excited for. Yes. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's it's hard to, it's hard to want it again after after you fought somebody. You know what I mean? So like when you see those trilogy fights, you're like, Jesus Christ, same guy again. You're like, holy crap. So yeah, leading up to that fight, it, it was good. You know, and uh, I was supposed to fight with uh, Johnny, and I was gonna, you know, I got my black belt on December third, and then we we're training. Um, somehow linked with uh, Justin Flores so he was like our, our wrestling and grappling coach for the fight and I was training with coach Juan Estrada he I, um, he uh, he was uh, Antonio Margarito's training partner or a coach for a little while and stuff like that and we just had a good group of guys you know I had a, I had a kid JJ Wilson uh, dude you guys are gonna hear about this kid and 
you know, in the future for sure. But he's from New Zealand, and uh, yeah, he, yeah, 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 and uh, and, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. He said like you're a cool guy. I'm like yeah, yeah. Chad is a cool guy. You know, just like you know what I mean. I was just like you can't. Even though he fought, I'm like you know what I mean. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really say he's not. And um, I just really had a good camp. You know, I was training with Cisco a lot and everything else. And I was like, man, it's like I've been training for a southpaw forever. You know, training with Russ and everything else. So we, I, I've had experience. And then I ended up fighting a southpaw. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And um, how the fight go? It went great. You know, upstairs, like everything we were doing in the warm up too, and everything leading up to the fight and training. And coach wanted to be like. Um, I feel like you're gonna knock this guy out, you know. And I, in my head, I'm like, I never want to anticipate something, but seeing how training was going, I was just like, yeah, like I think I am, you know what I mean? I started to have this self belief, um, as I did in a lot of other stuff I did, you know, that year. That year was a pretty big year for me, um, but it was also a pretty tough year. You know, my dad died that year, um, last year in March, like a couple days after his birthday. He was 92 years old. Uh, so God bless his soul. You know, he lived a great life. 92, he was able to pass away at home. My dog died. Uh, super sucks. Because, like, you know, I, if you guys don't have a, you know, a companion um, as a dog like that for a while, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to relate. But they're with you through the good times and bad. And they're with me, uh, you know, when we lost and everything else every single day. They come, kiss me. You know what I mean? It, it's really cool. So, and another tough thing, too, is it's like, um, uh, what else happened uh, uh, last year? I lost uh, one of my best friends in martial arts, and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna like like tear up anything, even though it's like kind of tough to talk about. But it it was pretty tough, you know what I mean? And like all of this stuff just gave me a sense of urgency to want to just do whatever I wanted to do every single day and be happy with it. And you know, I feel like people don't do that, and it sucks. You know what I mean? You see them get up and they're like, oh, I got tomorrow. It's like, man, I don't got tomorrow. I'm yeah. sure they thought the same thing. So um, I always take everything now and I just try to just put my heart and soul into it as much as I can. I'm still learning how to do that every day and I still tell myself and, uh, and, and pride myself on that. So leading up to this fight, it's like I had a really good head on my shoulders and everything else. I, you know, I'm a little bit older, a little bit more mature. And um, yeah, leading up to the fight, everything we did in training and everything we did in the warm up. And the warm up is crazy. Everything that happened in the fight, it's like we did in the warm up. Wow. Lay kicks, right head kick. Um, left hook right to the body don't force anything he's going to run into a punch we're not going to take him and I, I i didn't think he would we thought he was going to just try to wrestle me but um you know tim usually fights at 125 135 so you know we knew that we were going to be a little bit bigger fighter coming up to the fight um it was kind of crazy too because the contract said 145 and i'm the one who caught it like uh three weeks prior and i was just wow. like Oh, dude, I was like, the contract says 145, 146, you know? Luckily, I caught that because either one of us could have came in less and legally we signed a contract. Um, but anyhow, back to the fight. When the fight happened, uh, yeah, it was like everything that leading up to it, I, I, I felt good. No negative thoughts going into the fight. Um, but what's crazy is I didn't know I was going to fight until the morning of the fight. Really? Yeah. Two and a half weeks prior, or I would say two weeks prior, I'm training, and I was training with my buddy Nam, or a man, and he went in for a single leg, right? And I, there was nothing on my leg, he's just, just playing. He gets a single leg, I remember it was, I, like, I defended it, and I, I just snapped down, and I, and I cut the corner, and I went for a double leg, and I was like, dude, Jesus Christ, I'm like, it felt like something burnt. And then, I remember I went home, I looked at it, and it looked like it could have been starting to be staffed, but you didn't know yet, because it wasn't even yeah. a pimple, it wasn't anything, it was I'm like, spot. yeah, and I was just like, 
it's nothing, dude. So I put tea tree oil, you know, I took an Epsom salt bath and, you know, I thought it was fine. That night, dude, it got bad. Let me show you pictures so that way you can see the progression of how bad this got. I didn't tell anybody. I missed training with uh, Coach Justin because I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of feeling sick. I told him I was just like, I feel like I'm catching a cold. And he was just like, everyone's like, oh, rest up. You know what I mean? So I didn't really tell anyone. I know that Johnny was out of town. So I didn't want to like, kind of like freak anybody out like I wasn't going to fight. But this is January 14th. So this is less than two weeks before the fight because the fight was January 26th. So in the morning, it wasn't that. Wow. Ooh. Right? That's the next morning. And uh, I remember, like, uh, wow. Randall was just like, dude, maybe start taking antibiotics, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, I started taking antibiotics uh, that day, um, actually. And then here is the afternoon. Whoa. So this is a matter of, like, hours. So I was just like, oh, shit, should I go to urgent care? Should I go to urgent care? And then uh, fast forward some of the time. That was at night. Wow, I know, like you guys yeah. can't see this, but like he's showing us this progression of his staff that's just in a magnifying day. in one day. And then here is like eleven oh five, and I'm like, holy shit, this sucks, right? This Damn. is the next morning. Oh my god, dude! And this was how how two long? days, two days before two days. the fight? Wow. Uh, no, 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 this is the sixteenth. This is ten days before the fight. So this is ten days before the fight. So wow! I showed this picture. I text my uh, my good friend Randall. And uh, just a little history on Randall. He was going to school to be a, um, to be a doctor, you know. Then he dropped out and stuff like that. So he kind of has a good understanding. And April's mom, my girlfriend's mom, is a nurse. So she saw and everything else. She's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, son, you, you have to go to the urgent care. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure, I'm gonna go to the urgent wow. care. Wow. So I went to the urgent care, and it's not like they could land something at an urgent care because it's not like an ER. But yeah, you know, they poke it, they try to drain uh -huh. it. But dude. It felt like every time I would try to walk, yeah. like I'm stretching something. So I couldn't even walk. So I can't train. So I'm not training at all. And for me, it's just like, man, I was going to finish this last week really good. I felt this so is supposed good. to be your hard push. Yeah, it's supposed to be my last hard week of training. And, and in my head, I'm like, that's well, not going to change anything. Yeah, I was like, you trained so hard already. I was just like, but this day I was like unsure. I'm like, dude, am I going to even fucking fight? I'm like, this wow. sucks because I put in so much work. You know, I, I, I stopped teaching. For like a good like eight weeks, I, I put everything into this and I did everything as right as I could. You're finally getting back into it. Yeah, you know what wow. I mean. And I was just oh like, my gosh. and what sucked too to get motivation to prior three weeks prior before the fight, um, Johnny had to pull out because he hurt his back. And I told myself right when he was on the day, I'm like, still stay motivated. I'm like, that would have been cool to retire the same last fight as as, as your professor, because um, you know he's like, he, he's friends too. You know, he's a good friend too, not just my coach. And I was like, and he's like, yeah, but you should still fight. I'm like, oh, no, I'm still going to fight. And you fight all these negative thoughts, all the fear and everything. It's like you're constantly fighting this every single second of the day. And and it's easy. It becomes extinctual. But, like, as the fight closes in, it be, this fear becomes, like, very tricky. Because now it will start seeping through the cracks and the barriers of when you're putting up the wall and you're fucking diminishing all the shit. So I remember I went to the urgent care. I got seen. They gave me a shot um, of Recepin. And they gave me, uh, I think it was like Septra or something. But like, that day, I finally get home from urgent care. Here's the craziest part. And we're still 10 days out. 10 days out. This is the same day. I finally get back from urgent care. I buy some soup and stuff like this. I don't have a cold. I don't feel any signs of being sick. 
I'm fucking laying down. I finally like, you know, get the get get the pillow, put it in a, underneath. I'm gonna be putting Netflix on. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, she already knew to, to grab soup and other food too coming home because I was just uh, my whole thought process of taking antibiotics was to take a lot of probiotics to put good bacteria yeah. in your body since it completely it's anti life pretty much. So I was taking a lot of like you know kombucha and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, I remember I missed her call, and I wasn't gonna call her back. But I was like, oh, let me just call her, you know. She probably doesn't know what soup I want. I called her back, and she's crying, dude. And like, I was like, I was like, honey, I was like, baby, what's going on? What's going on? It's like she's like in panic mode, and she's like, I just got an accident. Now I start freaking out because I'm just like, what the? F-? I was like, oh, baby, hold on, calm down. Let me know, are you okay? And I started tearing up, right? Because I'm just like, oh shit, dude. We had a like kind of like an argument like two days prior, and uh, we won't get into that. Not, <laughs> I like sleeping in the bed, not the dog out. So, um, anyhow, uh, she's like, um, she couldn't talk. So, someone who was involved in a car accident uh, comes on the phone. She's like, you know, your girlfriend's fine. She's a little shook up. Um, we were in a four car um, collision. Her car got hit by a truck, and her whole back was totaled. Whoa. Yeah. So, and it wasn't her fault, you know what I mean, and everything else. So, like, I rush over there. I'm calling, uh, you know, like, my attorney and everything else, kind of see, like, just, hey, what should I do? And he's also, like, my big brother, too. So, it was good to get advice from him. And he was just like, yeah, you know, uh, be sure you just call, like, your insurance company. But first and foremost, you know, be sure to take April to the ER and everything else. And I'm sitting there driving. I'm just like, oh, shit. I, I thought about it. But it didn't even register because I'm like, this is so much more important than a fight. You know what I mean? I was like, if anything important happens before this fight, this it's a no-brainer for me. It's my family. It's my girlfriend. You know what I mean? So, like, she starts apologizing. She's like, I can't believe this all happening for a fight. I'm like, dude, I can fight another time. I'm like, this ain't that important to me. You know what I mean? I was just like, you're more important to me. You know what I mean? Your, your, your life, you know? I'm so thankful that, that you're not injured. But we were there till 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, Tri-City Medical Hospital. And it's during that week, everyone had the fucking flu. I'm tripping. I walk in there, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Everyone's wearing masks. I put a mask on, and here's this picture. I text John. <laughs> attorney. I'm like, I don't. John is the only person that knows I have staff and, and Randall. None of the coaches do at this point. And uh, Justin was the first. And your, your immune system is shot. Because of most the likely and I'm thinking like I'm, I'm thinking the reason why I'm not getting sick is because like I'm having all these probiotics you know I'm telling myself I'm keeping my like my mind healthy and everything else I'm saying that I'm like this cannot be the place to have staff and be in the hospital <laughs> till two, we're at the hospital for like five hours we finally go home and everything else that's how that looked like oh my uh. god because I had it wrapped because when I knew like we had to take her to the hospital you know what I mean when I was calling John I was just like I, I wrapped it and uh, years like that night, it's after I put whatever the, the the cream and stuff on it, and it's like I have like garlic powder pills. It's like I'm mm-hmm. doing whatever I can to keep my immune oh system up. Years the morning, Ooh. it looks like the red is leaving away. But I guess what the antibiotics, what I, I come to realize it's doing is like pushing out the pus, mm-hmm. right? Right. You mm-hmm. can't pop it because yeah. you can't even assist it. Like you're squeezing, nothing's coming yeah. out. It's like coming out on its own. So I remember. This day, I was like thinking, I'm like, I'm not gonna fight. I should just eat. So how many days out is this one? This one is a 17th. This is nine days out. Nine days out. Yeah, and this is that's like, eight days from weigh-ins. Yeah, so this is uh, one o'clock, right when you get home. So we didn't come home at two thirty. My my timing is is off. I've been punched a lot, by the way, <laughs> for quite some time. So it, it's one o'clock, and then this is the next day. 
And, you know, I'm just starting looking at certain things. And I'm just like, you know, staying positive. This is the 18th. So this is uh, a uh, less than um, it's eight days, right? 18, 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight okay, days. Okay. Yeah. And I still don't know if I'm going to fight because, dude, it's so painful yeah. to walk. It's like the craziest. I'm like, I can't even run. I can't even move laterally. So, and this is, I believe. And this week. is the way you're supposed to cut weight, too. I thought the week you're cutting weight. Yeah, so, and I'm like, you know what I mean? And I remember I ate, and I was like, started to eat, and I was like, you know what? I'm still fighting because, like, this can go away in three days. I was just like, no, don't, don't eat anything else. You know, and I was going to eat more, too, when I saw the, when I saw the, uh, the contract. And I was like, oh, dude, I can totally, <laughs> dude, I could eat, like, a full-blown meal. I weigh, like, one, I weigh this weight right now, you know what right. I mean? And, uh, the 18th on, um, January, sorry we're on this topic, it's just no, pretty, no, it's, fucking, it's just pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's on a Thursday. On a Thursday, right? And, uh, the fight is next Friday. So, going back to these pictures, um... It's like the pus is coming out and stuff. This is like kind of like ointment on it. Oh my God. But like a lot of pus is coming out. When I'm taking Epsom salt baths, I'm taking like two to three a day. And everyone's like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do it. I'm like, bro, it's just it's like I haven't had staff wow. since. Uh, last time I had staff was like in 2000, 2011. You know wow. what I mean? Ever since I switched over to being vegan, like, I, like yeah. my immune system has always been up. It's something I always pride on, too. So when I got this, I'm like, fuck, how did this happen? You know what I mean? Wow. And then I remember... Would you mind if we posted a couple of those photos yeah. like on, our, on, our, um, on, the, on the podcast Instagram? Like yeah, I, I just don't want it to go viral because it looks like gnarly. Uh, but, but yeah. Well, just and, that way so people could see. Like, I'm not going to post all of it. Just so, like, right. so people could see like, like how what, what staff like. does. No, no, for sure. And this was the 21st. And uh, I remember all the coaches know now. And I was just like, I, just, I kept updating him with pictures and they're like, they're like it's okay, we'll, we can make more. Because no one wanted to tell me no, but everyone was, this is the first time I had coaches who really cared about the whole, like, dude, your health is more important. I'm like, I agree with you. My health is way more important. That's topic would be a whole yeah. other story. Yeah, this is, this is like, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is like, um, it's not a problem. And I remember I weighed myself and I was on weight and I'm like, oh, I'm, the 21st was the very decision factor. I, I trained twice. So I trained. I did light work on Friday. I was able to move a little bit with Coach Juan. And then Saturday, I did a little bit of moving with JJ. You know, I taped it up and everything. And I remember I was like, no, nah, I'm fucking fighting. I was like, I had it in my head. I'm like, I'm fighting. I was like, nope, I'm good. And Ian Matthews texted me. He's just like, he's just like, how are you feeling? No one knows I have staff, right? And I was like, I'm feeling fucking good. I was like, I feel great. You know what I mean? I sent him this picture. He was just like, holy shit. You know, you look shredded. You know, and I felt really good. And this was that night. Like, I'm texting the guys. Oh, wow, okay. So it's, like, getting way better, right? Yeah. And then, um, and that was that. And then we did all this, like, you know. All the media stuff. All the media stuff. And it was, like, almost, like, going away. And then when we started to cut weight that night, you know, like, early in the morning, because Wayne in the morning, like, Randall was just always keeping an eye on it. And JJ cut weight with me. And they were just, like, like, you're good, Mark. JJ is so cool because he's so, like, positive. He's, like, Mark, it's not even going to matter. In my head, I'm, like, he's so young. You know, I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I believe you, bro. I believe you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I didn't know I was going to fight until the morning of. It's really bizarre. Wow. Because I'm like, what if this just takes a turn for the worse? Like when I start rehydrating and everything else, you know what I mean? And uh, I had to stop taking antibiotics, right? Yeah. I stopped taking it two days prior, like uh, on the 24th and 25th. Because I was like, dude, I don't want to be, I don't want to pass out cutting weight. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I didn't want to like get sick yeah. or I yeah. didn't want it to get worse. I never fucking done this, like taking the antibiotics all the way leaning up to the weight cut. And then uh, I was worried about it coming back after the fight. Yeah, I was just like, oh, don't worry about that. You know, you're doing everything right. And this is all leading up to a fight that no one knows about until now. You know what I mean? Who, who's going to listen to a podcast? And like, this is a whole mental thing. This is what I was like talking about. Like when um, these are the doubts that go in your head, because, dude, if this happened before, I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have fought because of how where I was mentally in my life. You know what I mean? And I think when you go through a lot of like suffering and hardships, you hear it like in all these speeches, like, you know, in all these like talks, like all the people, it's like you can relate to it so much because it's so true. It's like you have to make the decision to do it. Like no one else can't like talk it for you. You know what I mean? So all of this stuff, I was always telling myself, none of this is going to change the outcome of the fight because like none of this is going to matter once the bell rings. You know what I mean? I already put in the time. I put in the training and I've been training for fucking three years almost every other day and it's not like I just stopped training for three years so it's just like I, I train it's just something I love doing so when we went in fight we warmed up and everything else morning of I felt good I did weigh a little bit more than normal I weighed like 21 pounds over wow. normally never even weighed that much you know what I mean when I fought you I only weighed uh, 153 okay you know I weighed 158 wow. 158 point something so the fight was at 138 um, or 139 and uh yeah, everything worked out the way it did, but I'm, it's crazy. Like, you guys are the only people that know this besides probably uh, a handful of my students and, uh, and my training partners and stuff wow. like that. I didn't even want to share this with anyone because wow. I didn't want to tell anyone because it, it's like, if I mention this, everyone's like, oh, so that's why you lost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was just yeah, like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my head, I'm just like... <laughs> No one needs to know about this. You know yeah. what I mean? This is just like... But the fight ended up going your way. Yeah, ended up going my way. And, uh, you know, soon enough, he ran into a right hand. Just, uh, I didn't even feel it. You know what I mean? The crappiest part of that whole ordeal was when I finished it on top, I got up. And I didn't want to do anything. Frank Trigg was going to let him back up. And this is nothing on Frank at all. You know, Frank's a great, a great ref and a great guy. Um... But, like, he was out. The reason why I stood up, because I'm like, dude, I'm not going to punch him again. I just saw his lights come out, and um, I got to pay it forward. You know, regardless wow, the of irony. Yeah. yeah, the irony. And then as soon it, you can see, it, it's a very split second, but it seemed very long to me. And I was just like, I'm, like, looking at Frank. Like, is he going to stop it? And I went over there, and I'm, I was like, if I do decide to fight again, I have to let all these other 135ers or whoever I'm going to fight next know that uh, I'm not going to be as compassionate because this is the fight game at the end of the day. But I'm like, dude, I'm not going to hit him like crazy. So it was like a split second where I go back and I start like hammer fisting. And I, I'm not like saying I was like, trying to hit him like super light or, or trying to make it seem like I was hitting him hard. But I was just like, man, I was like almost like got upset. Like, man, why don't you just stop the fight? You know what I mean? You're doing it only because you had to. And it sucked. Yeah. And yeah. it sucked that, like, I I got brought into that. Like, in that whole, like, realm of, like, well, this is your job and you have to do it. And uh, well, we both signed a contract. And in my head, if roles are reversed, you know, not everyone's going to be Chad. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not, I, I couldn't be that lucky because I know, like, a lot of fights that happen, like, the other way. You know, that fight with, uh, um, you know, Mike and, and Savant. Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of fights that turn out like opposite ways. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, dude, if roles are reversed, he's in his hometown. It could have been easily me getting cranked. And yeah. I was just like, you know, lucky enough, I'm not going to go crazy on the guy and I'm just going to punch him. But 
right, right, right when I won, I was like kind of upset. I was happy I won, but I was like, man, like fuck that. Why did you make me do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't want it. it and it's took, it's it crazy because from you a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. people don't see this. Like people yeah. don't know I feel this way. You know what I mean? Because they think like, oh, you just like. Even you can see in the corner in the video, like they were like, you can see like Dan Henderson, like fucking dude, are you gonna stop the fight? Like, so with that being said, I won and everything else, and it was like everyone's like, oh, so did the fight go exactly how you fished it? I'm like, exactly how I did it. Every single night, you know, I meditated. I told myself like, this is uh, what I'm training for. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is just gonna be one goal that I'm gonna get accomplished this year. And I'm like, regardless if anything else happens, I'm, 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 I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm just getting goals completed. And this is just one of the goals and it. it's my second goal I completed in the year. So, Already. you know what I mean? Yeah. Already. So I'm like, this is a win for me. That's awesome. So, yeah. So that's how that fight turned out. So, man, that was a crazy, boring story of me getting <laughs> staff and everything else. I know I stretched stories out pretty Dude, long. It wasn't boring at all. I mean, because here's the thing. That's what, that's what we're talking about. This whole thing is like people don't understand the things that it takes for us to get there, but at the oh, same time, sure. all, we don't see the things that take other people to achieve other things. Oh, for sure not. You know, dude. We, we, hear, we hear all these people achieving all the stuff, but like the the, the backstory yes. is what's actually more interesting to me. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you see, I, I, I did a post the other day um, where I, t- I said, uh, um, you see who I am today, I wish you could see the struggles that I had to get here. Oh, for sure. The times you cried, the nights you cried, uh, you know, it's like you're scrounging for money to eat the proper food for camp. Yeah. You're trying to train like all these other athletes and, and, and it's just like you can't do it. Can't even make it to training. You have to carpool because you don't got gas. And that's like the true life of the fighter. So now it's just like, you know, if you put yourself in a position to where you can kind of just like help somebody out a little bit, like to help themselves, dude, it's everything. It's amazing because you're like, man, I hope you can utilize this help. Uh, I hope you don't take this one for granted. You know what I mean? You're like, I hope you just run with it. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of that through James, you know, like James really like took me under his wing. I lived with him for a little while. Um, I saw the way he coached me. And now, like, you know, being a part owner of Alliance of Carlsbad or whatever, I feel like it's it's like I need to do that. And it's like. Regardless if I want to or not want to, it's it's my obligation. It's like I have to pay that forward. You know what I mean? It's embedded in my in my heart, in my soul. Like I have to ensure that I give everything to these students as much as I can. That's so that's it, you know. And I think that's what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and that's what martial arts teaches you, dude. And that's what those fights like mold you into being. You know what I mean? I get all sweaty talking about it because yeah, it's intense yeah. for me. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like sure, I get yeah. like passionate about it because people don't see this. You know at all they just see the end result they don't right. see like the they just see the movie they don't see like what it took like all the lawsuits that this documentary or movies have yeah. you know what i mean they just see oh the fucking movie sucks yeah like, yeah right yeah. <laughs> fuck you go on netflix you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. no it's, it's funny like even even like you know we're just here talking about it and you're talking about you know you're because you're I see you're sweating a little oh, bit. Oh, dude! Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here sweating. You, you know what's I, funny? Like all every, all my friends who will listen to this, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's that that that, that that's Coach Mark. That's Coach Mark. He always sweats." That's it. Yeah. But that's because you're passionate about it. Yeah. You know, exactly. and for me, I could have easily like I have I have a background in art and film and design. Sure, like, that's my sure. background. But my passion's not in that. Right. Like I I decided to t- to go this career path where my passion is in what's allowed me to find myself. Yeah. And like you said, it's paying it forward. Like yeah. every day I wake up and I'm obsessed yes. with like helping spread this message Hell yeah. of what's allowed me to like look deep inside myself. Because yes. I finally am at a point in my life where I don't care what other people think. Yeah. I don't care what other people say. I know that 
this stuff has helped me sure. overcome so much and I've seen it overcome so many other things and other people yes. that it's not me even like trying to convince myself anymore. It's yeah. like I, I know this so much just like I know the sun's gonna rise tomorrow, right? Yeah. You can't convince me, me that it's not gonna rise. Right, right. But it's just the same thing as this. You yes. can't convince me that this stuff isn't gonna change your life. Yeah, exactly. No, wholeheartedly, to, to a T. You can't even like be more accurate about that. And it's like every morning, you're so grateful, you're so thankful. I say it every single morning, and my life has been so much better since I started saying that. I'm like, I'm so grateful and so thankful that uh, I have people who love me, I, I have uh, a loving mom, and I, you know, the list goes on. And I, and I say it every morning, and I fight for that happiness, man. Some people, like, they don't understand because maybe they've never been brought into, like, a, a deep, dark place in their mind to where they were so depressed they just wanted to quit everything. You know what I mean? And, like, the thing is, like, I've been there. I, 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 I just wanted things to stop. You know what I mean? And I think when you're really fighting for something or you're really putting in so much work into something and, and it doesn't go through and you end up feeling like this, man, like the more I'm hearing everyone talk and like, you know, like a lot of like the people I look up to, they all hit this point because they fight so hard for something and it doesn't come true. And this is like that, that pressure point that we talk about, like feeling that pressure. Like, it's like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Like literally, like what is left now? Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, the light gets further, further away. Like, the more you think about all your problems, the more you think about, like, oh, well, this and that and this and that. It's just, like, shut the fuck up. Like, no one cares, you know what I mean? You're, like, one human soul, like, in the whole human race. I'm, like, bro, I'm, like, if you matter, you have to tell yourself you matter. Yeah. You know, you have to wake up. And, and that's why, like, uh, when people say, oh, you're stretching yourself so thin. You're doing all of these things. Like, you got to focus on one thing. I'm, like, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, like, uh, um, you know, my, my friends who passed away at a young age and, and you know, recently Daniel passed away. Um, but so I'm, I'm pretty sure they all were thinking that, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure all the stories that I hear when I, I hear like, you know, like my mom passed away and everything else, I'm pretty sure they're all thinking that. People who have accidents the next day, they're all thinking that. It's like you can't take it for granted. So if I'm going to be stretched out then every single day, at least I know I'm doing what the fuck I love to do. And I'm not going to be like thinking about like, oh, well, I could have done more. I, even though I do think that I'm like oh man I could have done more you know because like all of my friends are doing more and my friends inspire me when I see like the fucking students who fucking go to school full time they're making a training five days a week and, and, and they're training for big tournaments that inspires me because it, it gives me no excuse I have no excuse not to do whatever the fuck I want to do every single day and I look at the guy who works 9 to 5 and it's just like man even though this guy will never compete I'm a lot I'm like sharing the tools and knowledge I've learned to help this guy not only become uh, a, a jujitsu practitioner, but helping this guy become a nine to five working class ninja where he's going to excel at his work because he's going to be confident. He's going to have that in him. And it's, I translated so much to BJJ because it, life is passing the guard, bro. Sometimes yeah. you land in the mountain, get the submission and million dollars, you know what I mean? You win the lottery, but sometimes it's like you pass the guard, you get put back in the guard. Oh, you got submitted. Start over again. Yeah. It's just like life, man. There's all these setbacks and everything else, but as long as you're adjusting and you're trying to make the better decisions the next time and everything else, man, life life gets better, dude. And I just get so bummed out when people. It's like I was talking to Randall about it. It's like it's so underrated. Happiness is so underrated, and we see it all the time. And it's just like people are like, oh, he has a million dollars. He should be happy. Like. No, a lot, a lot of the people like I know, I, I don't think they're happy because of that, even though it makes it easier. I, I think they get happy because they're working towards something. They're completing stuff, you know what I mean? That's why it's so, it was probably rewarding when you got your black belt. You're like, 
fuck, man, I went through so many, like, dark moments in my life, dude. Like, this is everything. You know, I couldn't even achieve this without all these people. And I always say it, too. I'm just like, yeah, everything is done individually, and you can do everything by yourself, right? You fight by yourself and everything else, but it takes a village for fucking one person yeah. to get mm-hmm. to that one point to do that solo mission. I say that all the time because I'm like, dude, you can't do it by yourself. And from what I'm hearing, like in business and everything else, it's hard to do it by yourself. You know what I mean? You can't teach four hours a day every single day. You can't do every. You could. Doesn't mean you're going to be like, you know, having that same exact drive and passion that you had when you first started. So, yeah, talking about that whole happiness thing, it's just like it's so critical in life because it's going to you put yourself in the right element and the right environment with the positive people and a healthy culture. You're going to learn quicker you're gonna be there you know what i mean and and you're gonna want to learn you're gonna want to be hey thanks for showing me that you know yeah. thanks for being my partner yeah. today you become the perfect oogie yeah right, right? <laughs> because you become a good training partner everyone yeah. wants to train with you because yeah. like you're gonna drill with purpose yeah. you know what i mean and and if you can cultivate that type of culture at, at any academy and everything else i think that's the secret sauce yeah for sure. you know what i mean i'm like you can have any type of instructor in there but like if you you don't have the people want to be there you have the bad bad instructor you know what i mean you i mean we've all we've all seen gyms like that like in our lives you know and it's just like man i'm like these people have to make it better for them than what it was for you i think the people are so afraid of using i'm gonna use jiu-jitsu again like you yeah. did um as an analogy people are so afraid of getting submitted yes they don't realize that getting submitted is going to teach you the tools that you didn't know you didn't have yeah right because yes. like we don't know what we don't know Right? So sometimes you have to go through some shit. Yes. You have to get caught in that guillotine. You got to yeah. get it caught in that arm lock. And it's only going to make you better if you take it a learning experience. It yes. doesn't mean you just quit training. Oh, no, because, for sure. Because you got caught in that guillotine. No, it means you got to develop the tools yes. to be able to get better because yeah. of it. And if you don't develop the tools, you are choosing to quit. Yes. You are choosing to go the easy way out. And I'm going to use a, a training partner yeah. as an example. You are choosing not to go with that same person that knows how to catch you. No, the answer is keep going with that guy and make the adjustments. Mm. Maybe even ask them what you're doing wrong. Ah. You know, and then when it goes to like a training academy, you're right. It's very important in in my opinion, and I I think I can speak for you on this also, is that the academy needs to have that culture of of development. And we're working together in this because there's no way any one of us can try to achieve anything, like you said, uh, individually. We have to work together. And you know what? You might leave this academy. Yeah. But that's going to be the step that you needed to get to wherever it is that you're going. Yeah, you played a part in that person's jiu-jitsu journey. And like, yeah, like you said, people are going to come and go. That's life too, man. I'm like, people are going to come and go. You, you may not marry the, the girl that you think you're going to marry. You may not you may not see your parents or whatever, you know, whatever the uh, scenario is. But you're like, man, at least I was able to share a little bit. I hope this person uses it. You know, best of luck on your uh, jujitsu journey. And uh, you know, if you ever come back and visit, you know, like uh, you always have a you always have a gym to go to. Yeah. Let's say I you can't be upset that people leave. Yeah. That's life, man. If that was the case, man, you'd see people like at college forever and never leave. <laughs> You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. let's. Uh, gra- I graduated again this year. Yeah, right? let's go yeah. party. Yeah, like we're, we're doing, talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, yeah, right? Seriously, it's the same thing. Like you have to always look at each goal yeah. and let that build to the next one. Oh, for and, sure. You know, like there's that there's that cliche saying that you know you got to have those dreams that scare you. They scare you because you have absolutely no idea how you're gonna get there. Yes. But the way you're gonna start by getting there is one foot in front of the other and by starting something today. Yeah. Because if you don't start today, you're gonna push it off to tomorrow. Yeah. But guess what? Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Exactly. Yesterday has already happened. For sure. All you can do is worry about right now 
champion right now. Make this the best moment that we can make happen possible. Yeah. And then everything else, let's let's take that as it goes. Dude, I'm so amped. Let's just touch on that. You did a seminar today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you had another podcast before I came here. Yeah. And uh, uh, I had to do a hike this morning, uh, which was like two hours away. It was like an hour past Julian at Three Sister Falls. I've never been there. Um, but my cousin has. And, you know, my cousin's going through a tough time or whatever. We were planning on leaving at 5. Doesn't work, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we end up leaving at 7, getting there, like, at 9. And the hike round trip is, like, 3 hours. And it's a pretty tough hike. Yesterday, I kind of, like, hurt my knee in training, too. And I was going to tell him I didn't want to do it. But I'm like, what am I going to do? Just wait? I'm like, I was like, if anything, I'm going to build the mental and physical fortitude to, 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 to recovery. I'm like, you know what? I only get one knee, but I also get one life too. I'm just gonna fucking go with him because I love him. You know, what I mean, I want, I want, I want to be there with him and share this moment with him. So as we're driving, I was like, "Fuck, there's no way I'm gonna make it, guys." It's like sucks. I have to tell Chad I can't make it. So he's like, "Oh, we can schedule another time." I'm like, "No, no." In my head, I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. We got to do this today because I'm sure we it's just one and done." I was just like, "How about after?" So he mentions the time. So I go home, go home like at two o'clock, making food, trying to hurry up and eat and everything else like that. And uh, we don't get home at 2. We get home, like, at 2.40. I'm making food. I make food for my cousin April and everything else. And I'm eating. And I get out of the door at, like, 3.20. It says I'm going to take two hours. Or uh, 4.20. It's like, I'm going to take, like, two hours together. I'm like, for the average person, it will. You know what I mean? For the average person, it will. And I end up getting here early. And I'm so thankful for it. You know what I mean? It's just like, man, even though, like, the day was chaotic, it's just like, I would rather do this, like do things I love doing rather than things I hate, you know? And like, if you love what you do, congratulations, man. That's awesome, dude. I don't care what it is you do. As long as you have that happiness doing what you do, you're golden, dude. But yeah, if you're unhappy, man, put yourself in the right environment. Try to find the right element in your life and and put yourself around the people that are going to lift you higher. And some people you're going to have to say goodbye, you know what I mean? It sucks, but... If they're meant to be in your life, they're going to be there. You know, it's simple like that. If he loves you, if your family loves you, if your friends love you, if your girlfriend loves you, if your husband and wife love you, they're going to be there, man. So it's that simple. Don't overthink anything. Just go ahead and do it. And like, as long as you're trying to do everything you can, not hurting anybody, but moving forward, it's just like, what more could you ask for? That's awesome. I'm just trying to get on the same level as all my friends because I, I see like, I, I see how much like work they're doing. And it's like, fuck, man, I, I can't say I'm tired. I'm like, this motherfucker's up till like six in the morning working, yeah. you know? This yeah. guy just got done with a seminar. I was just like, he's probably tired, you know what I mean? But he wants to do this podcast with me. Uh, I'm going to drive up here. So, yeah, so I thank you for that. It's Dude, cool. Thank you, bro. Like, um, I, mean, I mean, obviously, we haven't even talked in depth like like this ever. Never. And your, your story is fucking awesome, man. And I love it, man. And I love that you were willing to come on and share it with us. Um, my, my closing question, you already asked, I was going to say, what kind of advice can you give to people? But I mean, I think you wrapped it up on that last one. Um, unless like, there's anything actually you think you can give to people that are, that are, that are battling that internal struggle. Ah, man, you just got to keep fighting for that happiness, dude. No matter, no matter what, it's like, you have to have a hunger for it. You have to be hungry to want to be happy. And, uh, you know, uh, I was told that by some close friends in my life and, uh, I've had some close friends who passed away of depression and like, you know, and suicide and stuff. And the crazy thing is you, no one knew it's like, and that's the thing that hurts everyone. It's like, man, he was going through this the whole time. Yeah. None of us fucking knew like how, 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 you know what I mean? And when stuff like that happens, it's like, it's a life changing experience. It's a life changing moment. We're like. I don't want to be like that. 
and we all get there trust me you know like you're all happy and shit like things hit the fan and you become like i just want to quit you know what i mean but you keep fighting for it you know what i mean that's why like probably you do what you do and everything else so i I don't know. It's it's hard for me to give advice because I feel like I always uh, take advice from a lot of people. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. So I never been. Everyone's like, yeah, but you you give great advice. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just. You're I'm just. You're speaking yeah. from what makes you happy. Right. That's it. Right. And that's. I mean, I think that's the best advice you can give to people because right. it's genuine. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are looking for all these answers and they're trying to buy things and make themselves happy with material bullshit. Yeah. And they don't realize that like the answer really is. Gotta be happy. Just look, with look, look, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Understand who that person is. Yeah. Like, give that person a thumbs up. Yep. And 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 move on the next day with that person okay, because I know for me that's why I'm so obsessed with this stuff. Yeah. Like the whole point of this show, like TJ and I have talked about this for a long time, is like I want to bring on people, I want to talk to people. It's gonna fuel the fire. Yes. Because I mean, I'm so passionate about the self discovery, the self passion. Like my biggest fear is that when I die, I didn't do enough. Yes. Like that. That's my. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. And. When I talk to people like you that have overcome all this stuff, we talk to people that we, other people that we brought on and that we're going to continue bringing on, that is feeding it. Yeah. That's growing it. And it's almost like we're being a part of this movement. Yes. That we are definitely in this together. Yeah, that's, no. That's that tribe, right? No, no, it is. It is. And it's that bond that, it's that bond that no one will never understand between like uh, uh, opponents. Yeah. And it, from one fight between me and you three years ago, to contemplating so much, to going through all of the adversities and over uh, all our obstacles, and looking at your post about like the two guys, I'm like, God, this guy seems cool. You know what I mean? It's just like, like I always say that when I scroll down just the first like 15 pages of the feed, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. I'm like, oh my, my God, this person posts the same shit all the time. You know, like, but every stuff I read, I'm like, dude, this is so cool. Like he's giving so much to his students. I'm like, dude, I was just like, he's giving everything every single day. I'm like, look at this shit. I'm like, this is cool. It's not about him. It was never about him, you know, and I, I always say that to myself. It was never about me. It was never about me. It was about, it was about like, what am I going to do with my life and how am I going to share my life with the people around me? Yeah. And what could I give, you know, because I'm nothing if I can't give everything like uh, what I have, you know what yeah, I mean? Man. God, I can say it for fucking, I know. Yeah, no, we're dude. like, dude, this is fucking <laughs> late, bro. Well, listen, man, um, I, I, I think you have an incredible headspace and I wish you nothing but the absolute best with everything you do, man. I would love to hear the, the progression of everywhere you're going. Oh, I'm likewise. sure we'll stay in contact after oh, all this. Oh, no, you know, like no, this. for sure, man. Um, I, I think that your mindset is is, is amazing, and it, it's, it's it's fantastic to hear other people that share the same stuff. Um, uh, TJ? Um, yeah, thank you for coming on. Very, very inspiring. Oh, my God, I'm inspired. That, that's cool that you have something like this for everyone to kind of, like, just release. Yeah, you know, you know a lot I mean? of people, like, thought it was going to be, like, this fight podcast, and it's not about that. I guess you could say it is a fight podcast right. because we're taking a different angle on fighting. Sure. We're fighting for who you are. Yes. We're fighting for you to be able to get what you deserve. Yes, You know, and sure. everybody's fighting for different things. Yes. It's just that, yeah, we tip, we, we're doing it a little bit differently because no. we're physically going there and fight, but... It's the same thing everybody else is doing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. They're fighting for just different things. And the more people we bring on from different lifestyles and right. different walks, they can see that we're all struggling. The same way, day in and day out. But we all can champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing we talk about. you got to champion the moment. Yeah. So, um, dude, thank you so much for no, coming on. No, I fucking on. love that, um, dude. I, I really appreciate it, yeah. man. Um, and I guess that's going to wrap us for today. Remember, live every day in life as a champion. That's it. We're out. Nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up. There's nothing you know the boy says. There's nothing I don't even know why you wanna play with it. There's nothing.
nothing you 